You're listening to a DM podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you the podcast with the best banter, greatest gut feels, and most ridiculous narratives on planet Earth. Get ready to dominate the NRL fantasy season with the team from Top King League. G'day guys, welcome to Talking League, we're at the round 17 wrap, apologies for a few minutes delay, Shooter's having technical issues, he will be joining us in a second, I'm your host TK, let's bring in Jakey, because his tech is sound, how are you my mate? Pretty good TK, how are you? Pretty, uh, coming off a pretty good round so, uh, here, Yeah, both, a few ranks. Both of us mate, the whole of the Talking League boys have all yeah, absolutely killed it, you what moved up 2000 ranks was it? Yeah, 2,400, moved up, uh, started at the round at about 5,200, now into 2,800 with a 621, so pretty happy. My first green arrow in for what feels like a long time, so pretty pleased. Yeah, mate, bouncing back from last week for me, because I had a shocker last week. I reckon I nearly scored more this week with 11 players than I did have with 17. I scored 667, so I've moved to a rank of 197, so I'm pretty pleased with that. Got some momentum. My trades just paid off, right? Ramian, Cheese, unfortunately Cheese, but still got a good score. The Troll and Frizzell. So really, really pleased with that. But guess what, ladies and gentlemen? Our main man... Looks like Shooter's ready, tech ready. Have you got us? Hello, Shooter. How's it going? I don't know what went wrong, but I can't get my laptop to work. It's all right, mate. We can still see your beautiful face. Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) welcoming Tim Ballantyne. Timmy, you've had, well, me and Jacob were just saying, we've had pretty big rounds, and, mate, you moved just outside the top 500. Yeah, 563 at the moment before um, update. So I got a round 17 score of 513, which I'm fairly happy with. Nice. I like it, boys. Let's talk about kind of what's ahead because how many trades have you got left, boys? We'll start with Jake. How many trades have you got left, man? i uh, got three trades left plus the extra four coming. So, yeah, seven total left for me. Okay. What's on What's on your mind kind of for round 18, round 19? I think, I, I think I'm going to – my team's looking pretty good, so – I got one. I wanted to do the one trade. Probably Ezra Mams, the one I want to cash, uh, not cash out this week. Upgrade. I got about two hundred twenty case in the bank, so I want to upgrade him to probably one of, one of those cut price keepers. And I, RFM's still in my best seventeen, which isn't ideal. But look at my team value. I don't think I'm going to be able to get someone else. So I'm going to hold six trades in total for injury for the run home, and hopefully RFM can hold on to an average around forty, um, save me a few trades there. But that's that's probably the plan at this stage. Nice shooter. Are you holding any trades, mate? Ah, don't be stupid. <laughs> no, nah, nah, I, got, I got rid of them. I just sent it this week. Eh? I thought, well, I'm sitting okay in overall, so I'll, um, I'll just send it, and it worked out okay for me. I've got decent cover, so I should be all right till 20 anyway. Yeah, it's only two weeks, really. I think a lot of people yeah. are missing some Origin players, the likes of Cleary and a few of the other boys. Probably 50-50 to play this week. Probably for me, I've got three trays left, boys. Definitely going to cash out Penasini. Probably going to go to Volkman. They play on Friday Night Warriors and... Eels, and then I'm the same as you, Jake, probably is my man. Just going to upgrade him, looking at both Brian Toho and Katoni Staggs, and then I really want Harry Grant, and we'll just kind of see the judiciary. If they give two weeks to cheese, I'll probably hold him. Otherwise, I might sell RFM now to Harry Grant, someone that I really, really want on the way home. But, boys, let's rip in with some stats. How good is this play? 
All right, Shooter. Now, you got into this guy really early. We're talking about Mitch Barnett. You know, a lot of us only jumped on last week, but, mate, you've been in him for about five weeks now. Tell me about his game on Friday. Uh, yeah, I was, I was actually having a few beers on Friday, so I missed a lot of it. But um, <clears throat> he scored a decent 74, which he is uh, capable of. Um, yeah, I've had, him, I've had him for about five or six weeks, and he's had, like, a few, I think, 40s or maybe late 30 games, but... He's been pretty gun, I think, and and he. Um, I actually talked about him uh, just like with mates in there earlier on in the season. I was pretty keen on him, and people are sort of talking me talking me out of him. But um, I reckon he's a gun fantasy wise, eh? Yeah, I reckon he's good enough to hold now a top seventeen. You think dual position, his price, and kind of his role within that team. I can see him averaging a fifty moving forward, and that's what we need from a player like him. He's still fairly cheap at the moment as well, so yeah, not too late. I've got him real cheap. I've got him in like four ninety or something. So yeah, Jake, you moving to you now? One of my sharkies, and I brought him in this week. You already had him, but Jesse Ramian, mate, had a season high game, and he just looked. We already both of us have talked about him before with his base stats, but he really brought it. He even had to try disallowed, but a great game from Jesse Ramian. Yeah, mate, it was awesome. Um, I've had him for about three or four weeks now. Um, it's probably by far the best week of this he's had this season. Yeah, three tries, bunch of tackle breaks, three line breaks, man, it was in everything. And as you said, he had that try disallowed. And he also dropped, there was a few runs he had where he just clean dropped the ball uh, without any pressure on him. Like, even if those runs he got a, a tackle break or two from those, he, his score could have been over 100. Like, he could be challenging Talakai's centre game. But, yeah, what could have been? But, yeah, great score anyway. For sure. Now, boys, I had Mitch Moses ripped out a 79. So, it was a bit of a pod captain for a few people. I know that Ed captained him and he got a nice score out of him. But he's one of those things, every time I want to sell Mitch Moses, he just makes me want to keep him because he knocks out a 79. One of those things, you just got to roll the... He's like the half version of TPJ, right? Because he'll go 79. Next week, he'll score 30. Then the week after, he'll score 60. Back to 30. But yeah. at the end of the day, there's no real reason to actually sell him out. So, I'm actually quite positive of keeping Mitch Moses now because I know Parramatta's going to need him that that ladder's pretty tight too, so he's really going to have to be performing every week. But, boys, let's go to Duds. No, 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 no. Now, Jakey, Tyron Wishart. His dad's an absolute legend, but he didn't perform like a legend, and his scores are really, really low, man. Yeah, no no good. It was one one of my dud cows that I've been holding on to all season. I, I brought him in uh, just before that game he played fullback, and then he got absolutely owned by uh, Nathan Cleary at Magic Round. So I was holding out for a round 17 school with um, the likes of Grant playing Origin. Uh, but yeah, it didn't come to fruition. It's 16 points in 43 minutes. So he sort of came on the field, uh, I think it was for Grant Anson, uh, went off injured. So uh, not... The ideal position. I was hoping he came on and played a bit of lock or 13 somewhere there, but yeah, the wing's probably not where he scores his most points, so pretty dud for me. Pretty much almost a red dot. <laughs> yep. Now, Shooter, another Melbourne Storm player, Ryan Puppenhausen. A lot of people invested that 750k and it didn't pay off. He looks a shell of himself, man. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I actually feel a little bit of stink giving him the dud because he was like, he just looked like he was in pain the whole game and um, like hurt his hip or something and then did that weird thing to his finger and all that and but again he, he got a 28 it was, it was a bit of a roller coaster because it looked like he scored a couple of tries and then they got disallowed and um yeah i don't know melbourne didn't look good on on thursday night either so that probably counted against him the, i brought him back in and i tossed up between him and latrell so i was a bit bit gutted i didn't go latrell actually but 
Pepe will fire soon, I reckon. Yeah, I think it's a long-term investment. I wouldn't panic if you've got him. It's just one of those things that you might be hurting for a couple of weeks. Boys, I had Will Penasini. We mentioned him as a trade-out. So the last two weeks, he's just had his second and third lowest for the for the year. He is a rookie. It's one of those things. It's a hard, especially with the back end of the season. Unfortunately, he did get a problem. What I think was a fair try disallowed early in the game. So did contribute it to his low score, but you've got to show what it is. He scored really low, and he was one of the duds for the week. All right, Jakey, let's go to the injury suspension report because it's an absolute cracker tonight. We might need five minutes to cover this one. What have we got, my man? Oh, yeah, good heaps. So I'll start off in that Storm uh, Cronulla game. So Kenny Bromwich went off with an ankle sprain, um, but he looks like he's pulled up pretty okay and should be right to play next week. Brandon Smith, um, obviously you've mentioned already, called the ref a cheat, so he's off referred to the judiciary. You'd expect him to miss a few weeks. Uh, Britton Nakora did that hip drops. I uh, think if he takes an early guilty plea, it'll be one week. Um, if he tries to fight and loses, uh, it'll be two. Yep. Um, Hamlin Ueli and Fafita both got put on report, but uh, they should be right. Shouldn't miss any weeks. think they're going to get off. Uh, Nico Hines and Toddy Ruboff obviously both missed a game with COVID, but should be back for round 18. Um, and Jack Williams, probably not very fantasy relevant, but he dislocated his shoulder back in round 10, and he's now out for the season. Uh, moving on to the next game, Lachlan Ilias, uh, he failed that uh, his HIA and with it had an awful score of zero. Um, he's going to have to go through protocols to play next week. Um, Dave Clemmer, he was sent off at the end of the game, um, but he escaped um, suspension, should be right to play. Yep. Um, going on to the Eels, we have uh, Ryan Matson was obviously a late scratching. Uh, he's still probably 50 fit. It seems like he's week to week at this stage, so we'll have to wait and see till team lists. Uh, for the Tigers, we got uh, Tamo was late scratching and Mamalo was late scratching. Um, Nathan Brown was placed on report, but I don't think he's probably going to make that starting 17 next week anyway. Um, and Justin Matamore, I think he was placed on report for that Simbin as well, so we'll see what happens there. Nice. Now, um, yeah, sorry, keep going. Uh, still, got, yeah, still got heaps more. <laughs> that was it. Oh, this is this is endless. Uh, Tarek Sims, he was sin-binned uh, twice as well today, so probably going to spend a week or two, depending on what those charges are. Ezra Mann, um, he actually went off off with a HIA, but I'm not sure if he got a HIA or not. Um, it looked like he had a bit of a hamstring deal, so we'll get updated on him in the week. Uh, Mikhaili Ravala, too, he didn't finish the game. He went off with a leg injury. And um, just finally, just those few for Origin. McLean's obviously at um, anywhere between three to six weeks with that hamstring. Um, and Murray Talungi and Cameron Munster both out with COVID. Um, Murray Talungi, I'm not sure if he's going to play this Friday because it's seven days uh, after his COVID mm. uh, got tested positive. So he's might be a 50 fit. You'd expect Cameron Munster to play, though. He plays on the Sunday. And that that's it now. <laughs> wow. Thanks, Jakey, for that. Now, that was brought to you by Talking League Merch. Now, we've just released our stubby holders. You might be interested in that, especially if you get on the tinnies with the lads on the weekend or you've got a few end-of-season awards. So you can buy them in a, as a four-pack or individually, so just check out the range at rugbyleaguemerch.com or hit the link in the episode notes. You can also use code TALKINGLEAGUE. They'll get you 10% off the range, and 50% of all proceeds will go to the Men League Foundation. Now, Shooter, I've been waiting all week for this, my man. Let's get one thing straight. This is Shooter's tour. I've worked hard my whole life, paid my dues, and now it's Shooter's turn. And Shooter's not about to let his reign at the top be spoiled by some freak. Now, Shooter, mate, your first segment last week was a hit. Had a lot of married men writing in saying how much they enjoyed the advice, and now they know what to do when they go on their anniversary trips. But, mate, what are you lining up for this week? Is it, again, a life advice, or are we going back to the fantasy side of things, man? Well, it's, uh, fantasy and life actually are the same thing nowadays. <laughs> 
you very much. Um, but I'm glad I probably saved a few marriages last week. Um, uh, so my my thought of the week is um, is about bringing in a player multiple times. Um, so someone I won't name him. He's um, he's bought uh, a player in who um, Brandon Smith three times this year, and it's backfired him on him all three times. So my advice basically is don't just don't do it. Really, um, if it didn't work the first time, it's probably it's a lot like probably going back to an ex or something that did you wrong, and you're just going back to the same abusive relationship and it doesn't work out don't do it <laughs> i like it now you've got a few fans out here now obviously we're going live on facebook for people that's listening on the spotify or apple on the the audio now i've got a few of your fans here shooter dylan musket oh. shooter looks absolutely nothing like i expected <laughs> next one we've got kim we've got kim mckay give us a meow tim go tim Oh, yeah, I know Kimmy. Yeah. Oh, you know Kimmy. Cool. Oh, I got a few yeah. others that will just. Gusper, I imagine if you held Ilias just for that round 17 score. I like that one. Maxi Brown, one of the regulars. Yeah, we'll talk about Reedy a bit later. And then James Gilbert, he's not happy with Billy Walder's smug face ruining his team for 17 rounds. So I think, yeah, you should definitely consider that. But, boys, let's move on because we've got a little bit of chat about in terms of burning questions. The first one's for you, Shooter, because. Jakey covered uh, Jesse Ramian in his starts, but I just wanted to get your opinion on him moving forward when you get your four trades. Now, Jesse Ramian, is he an option for you? What, what's your thoughts on him? Well, in my centres, I've got Ewan Aiken and um, Matt Burden, so I'm, I'm pretty good for centres, but I wouldn't talk anybody out of him. Mm. Um, he's definitely he's definitely capable of those high scores if he can uh, catch the ball. Um, and if he played for a decent team, would help also. But... Um, yeah, oh, like I definitely wouldn't talk anyone out of him. He he would be a good um good gun centre going into to the home straight anyway. Yeah, I think under six hundred k, I think he's probably the best centre out there. He's base power, but th- he averages thirteen tackles, one hundred and twenty meters, four and a half tackle breaks, and two offloads. And his form is really high going into the back end of the season. We'll have some great games coming up against the Bunnies, Dragons, Tigers, Manly. Bulldogs and Newcastle. So I'm expecting some big scores from him moving forward. But one of his Sharks teammates here, Jake, and someone that I'm looking at as a hooker alternative, I'm kind of calling him, because big game Wednesday night with Origin. So we're looking at Harry Grant. I really want to bring him in. But if anything was to happen, the guy that's probably under the radar and the guy that I'm thinking is a pod play if Harry doesn't come through is Blake Braley. Because... Corb's kind of brought it up that the Sharks are kind of returning to this full strength and it looks like because the middle is back, he's starting to pick up his running game. But what have you made of Blake Braley so far of the season? Yeah, I think he's sort of in that like level two tier um, hookers for the season. Like, you're obviously in an ideal team for your run home. You want both Grant and Cook, or even Robson, one of the uh, two of those three um, for your starting position and, and a bit of cover. But however, you know, a lot of people may not be uh, in reach of someone like Cook, who's up in the, around that 900k mark. So, if if you need that hook cover and you don't see a way in your squad to be able to, off, you know, pay that much money for him, I, I think uh, Bradley could be all right. Him and Marnie are sort of on that similar level. That they're, they're borderline keepers and probably. <sighs> 
probably going to average around 50, just plus or minus 50. Um, so they're not the best, but if if that's all your team can afford, I, I wouldn't say no to him. He's he's definitely like his role's safe. He's still going to play that 80 minutes per week. So at you know, minimum, he's going to average 45 at worst case scenario. And as you said, the uh, Sharks do have a pretty good draw coming up um, after the next two weeks. Well, actually this week, Cowboys was one out. It's probably pretty easy, but that Penrith game in two weeks' time. Um, so so yeah, you might see a few attacking stacks from from Barley. I, I wouldn't say no, but I'd probably prefer those three top tier. Hookers instead. Yeah, I tell you what, I might give Hooker text and ask him if he can play McCulloch eighty minutes every week because he's priced at five hundred k. He's just gone back to back fifties, back to back eighty minutes. If Moses did Moses M by play today, is that the reason why he played eighty minutes? Uh, he um, uh, when Ravalawa went off injured, Moses Mbai came onto the wing. So I think um, I think originally Maka got subbed off for five or ten minutes, and then that's when the injury happened, and McCulloch came straight back on. Similar thing happened. I think Figai last week came off uh, injured, and Mbai went to the wing again. So it seems like if there's an injury in the outside backs, McCulloch's probably going to play eighty. If if not, he might play sixty to seventy. Odd. But he's scoring pretty well the last yeah. few weeks. Someone definitely to track. Now, Shooter, you've given advice on Cheese. It's going to be interesting. What do we reckon Cheese is going to get? Like, I'm thinking four weeks. What do you reckon, Shooter? Uh, I hope it isn't four weeks. Eh? But going off what everyone's saying, um, it's very possible. I'd, I'd like it if he only got two. Um, <laughs> you've I, got I no think trades. Just, I think he should. I'd like it if he got nothing. He should just get a fine, I reckon. Just say that he was talking to who was Lionel over the top of him. <laughs> the thing is, like, or <laughs> Wednesday, the people that actually do have trades, there is a difference between two and four. I feel. I think at two weeks, I'd yeah, be a hold. Yeah. At four, if you've got trades, I think you've got to be trading him out, shooter. Well, you're not, you're not going to be unless you've got cash in the bank. You're not going to be trading for um, anyone that decent. He's and it sucks because he's starting to score real well at the moment as well. But I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully, cheese uses some of his um charm and uh, gets off with a fawn or something. Mate, more of your fans are just joining the show. Birdie reckons that you're D- DJ Khaled. Is that how you pronounce it? <laughs> yeah. We're the best. Is that how you pronounce it, you, that DJ? <laughs> Is that how you pronounce it, Shooter? DJ, oh, I forgot you're like 50. Don't you know DJ? No, Kelly I know it is, but I just want to get his pronunciation right. Is that how you pronounce it? Oh, yeah. 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 Okay, cool. <laughs> All right, let's look at some cashies here, boys. The first one, what an absolute gem Will Kennedy is turning out to be here, Jakey. But is it too late to get on? So we're not talking about kind of is it too late to get on. He'll probably be like low 300s. Is that too late, you reckon? Yeah, personally for me, it would be. Um, unless you like absolutely desperately need winger fullback cover, like I do at the moment. Uh, I'm still not going to go there, but it, like he's not probably not going to make too much money and you probably don't want him in your score. Even though he's scored two thirties, I still wouldn't want to play him in my 17. So if I was personally, I'd probably try to go someone uh, a lot less, so either basement price for as a red dot or someone like a Volkman who's going to be a green dot but a little bit less cheaper. Yeah, so I think you just missed the boat. Cheaper. I think you needed to get him on a couple of weeks ago. Now, DJ Khaled, yeah, his teammate, Braden Trindle. Now, he had a handy score. If anything does happen, it's one of those things. I still think Hines would be 50-50 to turn around and play. Everyone who has had COVID, we've all had COVID, and it is it does knock you around. Looks like this next kind of phase of COVID is pretty harsh as well. But it's one of those tricky's just the reason why I wouldn't want to buy Tricky is because his coach, the coach likes him and he ends up back on the bench for five minutes. Like, what's your thoughts on Braden Trindle, Shooter? 
I wouldn't risk it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't get him in if you've got him. Like I don't know, hold him in your nineteen twenty spots or something. Um, but I wouldn't be bringing him in. I, I reckon Nico plays this week. Yeah, let's hope so because we definitely do need him. Moving on, next one now. Jay Warrior, Jake. He he tipped us off to Chris Lewis a couple of weeks ago, and I guess sometimes fate works in your your favour because we've got Kafusi overseas. Kenny Bromish done his ankle, and we're still waiting for Scans to come back. If he's out for six or seven weeks. Chris Lewis could be a nice little pickup here because he's still within that range. I guess the difference between him and Will Kennedy is the fact that Kennedy's probably at his highs. Like, you probably could actually bring Lewis into your probably 17 because as a second row, he's going to score some decent points. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. If it turns out that Kenny Bromwich is out for an extended period of time, I won't, don't mind him. He's still pretty... He's going to be only, what, 300K and he's going to be playing 80 minutes in the second row. So I don't mind it. But yeah, I think Kafusi's actually come back from USA now. So he should be in odd safe for Sunday. He, he was back at training the other day. Um, and I think Bromwich, I think it was only just a minor ankle sprain. So I'd expect him to play Sunday. Um, but obviously, if scans reveal something different and he's out for an extended period of time, he, um, Lewis is going to be a pretty good scorer in that second row. Yeah, so stay tuned for a bit more information there. Mm. Now, Shooter, a few people got kind of like a lucky dip with Isaiah Tass coming back into the team, and his form over the last couple of weeks has been really, really good. I think it is a little bit too late, but as a someone that holds him, I, I, sorry, someone that owns him, I think he'll be holding and holding quite tight. He's going to be quite, quite handy and quite fantasy relevant, especially with Trell and also Cody combining quite well. Yeah, like I, I'd never jumped on, but I kind of, in a little way, wish I did use him as like a cash down option because um, he does seem to score pretty well. Um, and he's definitely a black booker for next year, I reckon, because I'd say he holds a, a centre spot pretty tightly in that Rabbitohs team. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you've if you've got him, hold, hold on to him because he was probably not a bad option if you get some injuries in your centres or... Especially uh, like after this week when there's Origin, people could be rested or whatever and see how you go. Yeah, he's absolutely massive hole. Now, Jake, one of his teammates, Lachlan Ilias. Now, this guy has just had bad news from the start. And that first minute HIA, man, that's disappointing. Especially most people just held him literally for this round. But even with his drop of 50k, I just can't tell people to hold anymore. He's got to be sold out, man. Yeah, he's definitely a sell now. It's just a bit unfortunate. Like he was like three weeks ago, he, he was definitely a hold because he was scoring. Uh, his scoring was actually getting improving, and um, he was going to play that round seventeen. But yeah, two was it three? Uh, two two or three weeks ago, he got that negative three where he got hooked. Mm. So that's sort of halted his price. And I think he only got a thirty, and now a zero. Um, yeah, just ridiculously bad luck for people who held on. But yeah, time to trade now. All right, boys, the next one, Shooter, and Fanua Pole, man. Like, for a young rookie and, and a guy that's playing in a you know a low team coming last, man, he really stood out. Like, last week was all about defence, but Saturday night, his work rate with the ball was just sensational. What are your thoughts on young rookie Fanua Pole? Yeah, I um, picked him up this week, last, last minute, because I'd gone um, Palacia or something. Uh, for my cash down, and then my brother-in-law Jonty actually talked me into into going um, Pole, and uh, he looks pretty good on attack. Eh? He looks like he can break a few tackles. He, he's like kind of like a quite an athletic-looking um, guy as well. I didn't even notice him last week against the Warriors, and he scored forty-two points. I yeah. didn't even know he had played. Um, probably I was a bit one-eyed that day, but uh, doesn't sound like yeah. You. Like, 
<laughs> if you if you cash down to them, like you could still cash down to them again, probably. Um, I like them for a forty-two and a thirty. What did he get last night? A thirty-five or a thirty-eight yeah, or something? Thirty-five. Yep. Yeah, and I think yeah, you can't he's complain gonna, a bit. He's going to be below three hundred k. And you think if you need a mid for your emergency, I don't think you can get much better than him. And I think I'll definitely do it. I reckon he's going to hold his spot on the on the bench at least anyway as well, eh? From from what I was hearing in the commentary last night. So. Well, all they're talking about is developing these young players and to develop him and give him a role. He needs forty minutes, so I think he's going to hit forty yeah. minutes every week. Stefano hit some good yeah. minutes last night as well. They still got time yeah. out to come back, but I can still see a role for everyone there. If anything, Joe Offingham Howe is playing some like really extended minutes at the moment, so I could see yeah, him probably sure. losing ten minutes. That's how they're going to try and. I reckon rotated around, unfortunately, for people that brought him in. Boys, let's move to Latrell Mitchell because I thought his comeback from injury has been sensational. Not only has he looked out after himself off the field, but he looks very, very happy. His weight looks in check, and he looks like the catalyst Souths need to really go on a run. But, Jakey, what what'd you make of Latrell on Friday night? Yeah, he looked really good, actually. Um, well, in two weeks he's been back, he's got 43 and 61 without a try. So um, that's really good signs coming forward, and he's still pretty uh, affordable around that, what, 550. He'll be up around 600K now. So um, really good signs. He's going to be a good pickup for that wing of fullback position where we're pretty light on at the moment. Only those Hines, Pappenhausen, and um, Teddy averaging over 50. Um, the only thing to consider, though, with um, Latrell, so he plays all the top five. So he plays Melbourne, Penrith, Cowboys, Sharks, Eels, all on the run home. So that can either go either, either way, I think. It, like, he could show up and, you know, try, like, over-try um, and, and score well when, when he's playing those teams. Or he could, you know, if Penrith or someone one gets a run on and keeps scoring a heap of tries, he might rack up a few neg tackle. Yeah, the only stuff like that. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see what his average is going to be at the end of the season. He's um, but I yeah mate uh, yeah um but yeah the, the season long average is probably what you're looking for a eh? so um, if he averages fifty for the rest of the season, you're laughing even if he's scoring eighties and twenties every second mm. every second week. Yeah, I think the biggest thing for him is just keeping his discipline in check, like. His high tackle on Dominic Young, and then he went after Clemmer as well after Clem's little incident at the back end. So I think it's going to be all about just head games with Latrell. And the other thing was he did run for under 100 metres as well, but he did have two try assists. So it's one of those things we probably haven't seen the best of him just quite yet, but I think he's a great buy, especially because of his high break even. Still an opportunity to buy him at a great price. What is it now? It's like 570, 557 you're literally getting for this week. So I think that's an absolute steal for the quality that you're going to get from him. Boys, the other thing I want to talk about was strategy. Shooter, have you ever paired of players? Like when you think about the other day, I know a lot of people wanted to get Sean Lane, and I said to him, get Dillbags as well because whatever happens on the left, usually both of them are contributing to each other. With Cody and Latrell, I just feel if you think you're backing Souths to go on this run, I think you nearly got to get Cody Walker as well because you're kind of getting they kind of go hand in hand with each other. Have you ever done that before? Probably, probably not consciously, but um, when people talk about it, you kind of like, oh yeah, makes sense, makes sense too. The Co- the Cody Walker and the trail one makes like a lot of sense, and and like you you do talk about it when you're talking about bringing a player in maybe or whether why a player isn't performing. Mm. You're like, oh blah 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 isn't there and. Yeah, I was talking about with Cody earlier in the year. Cody Cody was scoring terribly, and there was no uh, Adam Reynolds. 
um, things like that. So, yeah, uh, probably not consciously, but it's probably something I'd pay more attention to. Yeah, I think we've definitely got to consider Cody Walker at his price down here because he's 521k, we had 30k, had a 69 on the weekend, two tries and three try assists. He's had six try assists in the last four games. And his kick meters have dramatically gone up over the last three games as well. So I think it could be a bit of a pod strategy if you're willing. It is a bit a bit of a big ballsy play. Like, you're going to have to have a few trades and a bit of balls. But if you're going to back Latrell, I think you back Cody Walker at this price as well. Now, boys, next player on the list that I wanted to go through with you was Will Penasini Shooter. And I mentioned him at the top of the show. I think he's a massive sell. Did you have thoughts on him? Well, he got like a 15 or something last night. He He's done his job, I think, for everyone this season. He would have made quite a bit of cash. Mm. Um, so, so why not upgrade him? I, I'd say sell, yeah. Moving the Tigers now, Jakey, Jackson Hastings. It was first time in a long time he's actually done a lot of long kicking last night. It wasn't huge, but it was three or four times, and it was a lot more than kind of what we saw, especially about three weeks ago. What are, you, what are you thinking of him? If, if you do hold him, he did score a decent 42 last night. Like, you've lost a hell of a lot of cash, but you might as well hold him, right? Yeah, not too sure on this one. I, he's had a shocking ball. Well, his five-round average is 32, so he ha- he's had a, been pretty down in form probably through that injury. But I think now with uh, Dewey coming back into the team, especially if he k- stays at centre, uh, Dewey's doing a lot of those midfield bombs, uh, so there's a few kick minutes that might actually get taken off him. So you, you got three main kickers on the field, so all three of them are going to have to share the kicking between them. So I'm not really a fan of him. I don't think I'd be picking him up. Um, it, real difficult if you already own him, though, because he's already lost all the money that he's gained. So depending on your team, if if you can afford <coughs> upgrading someone else, like a DCE or a Cleary or a Munster, one of those elite halves, I would definitely do that. But if your team's struggling and you don't have any um, cash to upgrade him, you probably not the worst hole. He's probably going to average around that 40 mark, I reckon, for the rest of the season. Yeah, you know what? I reckon they're going to drop Brooks if it's not this week, the following week. And mm. the guy I want to talk to you about was Adam Dewey because Adam Dewey's 15 on the weekend has really brought him a lot back into play, right? He's at 577 to start the round. He's going to lose 60K from the weekend because he's literally not a centre and he's doing nothing. When he came in against the Warriors the, the week before, he scored like that mid-30s with nearly 400 kick metres. So if he does go to the halves, we know what's going to happen. He's going to take over the, the kicking. So if he was to what? He's going to drop to, what, 510K. Like, that's not a bad little look if he gets back into the halves there, Jakey. Yeah, same same thing again. I think, he, I think you can wait on him, though. Like, I think you can wait, see, like, obviously the three-day rule, just watch and see how he goes if he's named in the halves um, because he's still going to have that really high BE. Mm. So you don't want to – you could probably pick him up for even cheaper in two or three weeks' time, but it's definitely – I definitely want some data. Like, definitely want to see him play 80 minutes for three weeks, two or three weeks in a row and score well. Um, de- you definitely want to know he's the main kicker. Um, obviously, in that round 16 game, he did have a lot of those kick meters. Um Personally, I don't think I'm going to go there, um, but who knows if he you know, has a few good games, that might change. Definitely yeah. next year, though. If not <laughs> already planning for next year, but next year is going to look like an awesome buy because his average at the moment is really, really low. It has to be a stage where Komoli, they want to punt Brooks, so there's no use having him in the six. Mm. Like, if their halves pairing moving forward will be Dewey and Hastings, they've got to start pairing him now. If he's in that mid-400s in maybe three weeks... That could be a really good buy in the back end because of his jewel as well. He really will give a lot of people depth. He could be that 18th man. We've talked about a few handy 18th men. Luciano Leilua, Adam Dewey. 
There's a couple out there, and I think people just maybe... That's why I don't want to probably go hard on trades next week, because I think there will be a few more discounts coming up in the next couple of weeks there, boys. Yeah, absolutely. All right, boys, next guy on the list, Shooter Reed Marnie. Now, Reed Marnie got a decent score on the weekend. He scored 47, but he dropped the ball over the line, had eight missed tackles, he had only five metres gained, three errors, and he gave away a six again. Now, he had 23 demerits, and he also had that no try. (laughs) This guy could have dead set nearly scored 100 against the Tigers, but didn't. Now, I had a thought about this, and I go, if you're under four trades, I don't think you can trade him out. But if you have trades above, you could probably upgrade him. What's your thoughts? I I was thinking about this today. I I think you hold Reed because um, the Parramatta probably really want to make their top four. And he's probably the least he's – he's like, it's not like he's playing Origin or anything like that, so he hasn't got a heavy load. Um, uh, well, you know, like he doesn't, he's not playing high-intense games like the Origin boys are. He's very less likely to get rested mm. from like a Harry Grant or a Damian Cook or something's perspective. Um, so I'd hold him for that reason. I, like I've got him oh, – got no trades at the moment, but um, I'd be – even if I did have trades, I'd be, be holding on to him. Yeah, I, I just think when you're still scoring high 40s, 80-minute hooker, they're hard to find in good teams. So I think that's a massive hold. It, it, like I said, if you've got more than four trades, you have a bit of a luxury trade and you probably can do it. But otherwise, I think it, you should hold. Sorry, Shooter. It was on like it was on like 19 or something at halftime. I was like, fuck, then this dude's <laughs> score is going to be terrible because um, that first half was pretty shocking. Like he got bunted off a few times and yeah, yeah dropped their ball over the line and things. And I thought, oh man, this is going to be terrible. And then when when he got the score, he did. I was actually I was quite happy with that. So. Shoot, more of your fans have just joined the podcast. Lee Rakow listened to the pod for the first time, <laughs> and I've just watched. I'm shocked that because I presumed Shooter was Maori. Have you got any? <laughs> have you got any Maori in your Shooter? Nah, not Maori at all. Eh? No. Okay. There you go. But you like doing the, the hungy. You're always sending me photos of you eating the hungy and stuff like <laughs> oh, that. So you think you're married. Yeah, I, love, I love the food. I love the culture and the food. Definitely. Now, one for Jake, Ben Rowe. Jake, do you prefer brown or red onions? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> don't know where this is going. I, I can skip to the next question. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. A couple more to just wrap things up. Let's go to the Broncos now. Shooter Ezra Mam. Now, we've made some good money from this guy, but he scored a nice 38 with a nice breakaway try, but it just seemed that he was struggling to score points. I'm a massive sell on him, but what's your thoughts? Oh, if you can, I'd probably take what you can get from him and, and um, upgrade him. But um, well, I, I just don't think the ball went – like today, the ball wasn't going his way. Um, Reno was sort of taking all the ball. And, and yeah, I don't, if you're going off that, he's going to have those sort of games. He's a, he's a running number six at the moment with Reno as the dominant half. So if, you, if you've got the trade, sell him. Upgrade him. Yeah, now, Jakey, last question for the night. Tony Staggs, he was in absolute scintillating form today. Man, am I looking at him as a luxury trade here, or am I actually on something? A guy that's going to... He's going to lose money scoring a huge score today. He's under 500k. Am I, like, off the rocker here, or I've got something going on, man? Oh, I don't really like it, eh? He's still... His season average is still, what, 38, so... 
He's he's got well to do what a fifty four, but he's that's still included two tries. So I, I think there's way better options. Obviously Aitken and Burton, your two best centers, and obviously people already have Mam and Tago and all mm. these other centers that's averaging averaging around that forty mark and Ramian the likes. So I'd still be avoiding. I think there's too many better options still. Nice. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was a round 17 wrap. Just remember, we've released our stubby holders, so just have a look at the link in the show notes. You can use code TALKINGLEAGUE for 10% range at Talking League, at Talks, Talking League Rugby League merch there. Now, boys, great show. Jakey, thank you for your thoughts, my man. We'll check you on the... Th- no, it won't be... Th- yeah, we'll be Thursday Q&A still because Friday's a little bit too early. So I'll see you Thursday night for the Q&A, my man. Sounds good, mate. Keen to answer a few more questions again. Awesome. Shooter, thank you for finally getting your tech stuff up. And, mate, the people love you, mate. DJ Khaled, you just keep spinning the decks, all right? <laughs> We're the best. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in, whether you're live or listening in the audio. I really appreciate it. Thank you for all the reviews on iTunes and especially Spotify. If you haven't had yet, if you haven't yet, please leave us a review. It really helps us to continue to grow the show and just reach more and more people. All right, guys, we'll check you again on Tuesday for the normal show. But stay safe, especially if you're in Sydney. Stay dry as well. I'll catch you then.